You're listening to the Counting Lights Podcast with Chris Dimity and Dan Danzy. Counting Lights Podcast, where comedy and wrestling lock up. And we're back with the Counting Lights Podcast. Bada bang. What's going on, Dan? Hey, we want to say hello to our new listeners on Anchor, uh, CastBox, Radio Public, and uh, our usual listeners on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. But we are officially on these six platforms um, and Google, well, not Google. Google uh, is being weird right now. It only has the first episode up. Okay. I don't know what that's about. I guess, I, I don't know. We do have almost 90 episodes. Listen, guys, if you're on so. another platform, like uh, we're still on Apple, we're still on Spotify, mm-hmm. but uh, listen, uh, if you want to help the uh, podcast out and you're a fan of the podcast, go and download Anchor. Yeah, download the Anchor app. Anchor is uh is going to be the the app where we give stuff away on yeah, that will uh we will be able to uh kind of monetize the podcast a little bit which uh we want to do to be able to bring you uh more stuff absolutely more anchor shows. anchor subscriptions uh will lead to listeners getting t-shirts and whatever else we can come up with hey maybe hang out with chris and i for the day if you want to if you live in dallas we're not gonna like fly you out or anything. We we ain't got that kind of money. I don't know if I can get. We get enough listeners. I'll do something stupid like that. Okay, Chris will be doing stupid spending. Should this podcast ever take off, that's a good. That's a good note. <laughs> that that you will be irresponsible with the podcast mon, uh, money and budget. Um, but yeah, Anchor's a great site. Download the Anchor app right now, and uh, you can listen to all sorts of podcasts on Anchor with ease. Just download the Anchor app and hit play. Uh, I don't know their motto because I'm terrible at this. Um, but uh, Apple, Spotify, CastBox, Radio Public, and Stitcher, welcome listeners. This is another week of the Counting Lights podcast where we, unfortunately... Um, have uh, shitty opinions. and Well, no. Well, I was going to lead in with something somber. <laughs> Um, but this this past week, uh, w- well, past two weeks, really, we've lost uh, comedy greats Bob Saget and Louis Anderson. Uh, I don't I don't have a story about Bob other than like you know just being a fan. But Louis Anderson um, was actually a headliner that I met way back in the day when I was um, really young in comedy and in life, and still had dreams and goals and shit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> when Dan was back, when Dan was motivated, back when I was motivated, <laughs> and the daydreams were exciting. Um, so I was living in Beaumont, Texas. I had started comedy. I was about a year, two years in. Um, but when you start comedy in such a small town, it's it's just really like the fucking the coffee shops exciting. You know, the performing at the at the internet cafe is like, oh my god, I've made it. You I know, remember internet cafes. You remember internet? You don't remember? I remember going, what the, what the fuck are those people doing in there? They're on computers and fucking eating sandwiches. That's what an internet cafe is. <laughs> um, so my friend Justin Thompson, who is also no longer with us, gave me a call. He was like, hey man, you want to go to Houston? I was like, what for? Dude, we can go watch Louie Anderson over at the lap stop. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to go see Louie Anderson. Now, famous laugh stop from Houston. Yeah, the Houston laugh stop right there with the, the Starbucks across the street from the other Starbucks, like in that Lewis Black joke. Um, well, the cool thing about doing comedy is like if you go to a comedy club and they know, like you may not perform there, but if they know, they know if they know you're a comedian or they know you're trying, you get into shows for free and you you get some perks sometimes. Yeah, you kind of get to uh, build a relationship with the people in the community. and, and Sure, uh, yeah. I mean, unless you're me and you just hate everyone. Um, Dan but hates people. I do. But um, so we went and we had uh, the pleasure of actually meeting and, and hanging out with Louie Anderson for a bit. And this was before the time of social media. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a thing where it's just like, hey, let's get a picture. Sure, you know? right. It was just just being in the you room was enough. To be and, you know, just and we didn't be around great. And yeah, we didn't really have phones that took really. I mean, if they took pictures, they weren't really good quality. So like uh, taking a picture back in the day 
wasn't even it wasn't in your a big deal. Yeah, it wasn't in your mind. Back in the day, it was all about experiencing the moment. You know, if you had a camera, it was one of those you know actual cameras, yeah, digital you had to cameras. Ever have to carry a camera? You look like a mark. Yeah, yeah, and you had to. Yeah, so he was a very nice man. That gave us great advice. Um, just hit the stage. Just, just hit the stage as much as it can. That's his, that's my best Louis impression because he had like a his Minnesota accent, but it was also this kind of like cartoon. Yeah, sounding voice, but uh, really, really funny. And then, of course, Bob Saget. That's just my whole childhood. Even though I was never a big Full House fan, I loved America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, so a lot of people didn't realize because he kind of had this reputation as you know America's dad, mm-hmm. you know, in the Full House. And and people don't realize is that even before the Full House thing, like he kind of had, uh, he he was a little. Irreverent in his comedy, a little dirty, and you know, and uh, people don't realize how how much money he, family television was back in the day. <laughs> it was a lot of money. That complete, I'm not going to call Bob Saget an asshole or anything, but complete dark minded individuals could just play a TV dad. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, hell, back in the back in the day, that was the goal to get a sitcom. You know, oh it's yeah, like, that was uh, during the comedy boom. Yeah, it's like getting a hit in Nashville in country music. You mm-hmm. know, it's like it, you. Uh, uh, he kind of found your spot, and and it was you know the money kind of he was a hard worker man he was a uh, you know he did the funniest home videos yeah. and yeah. hosted that and did a lot of the narrations for the funniest home videos and from what I hear uh, what was really great about Bob Saget is you know af- after he got older and kept doing stand up and he was kind of looked as America's dad when he did dirty comedy it, it he kind of doubled down on the whole dirty comedy thing because oh, yeah. he wanted to kind of get away from that America's dad image. And uh, so what was great about Bob from what I heard from a lot of people who reflected on him after he passed, and he's only 65 years old, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, he was on the road doing comedy. When he, he was, passed uh, away. he was in Florida. Yeah. And uh, I want to blame Florida. I don't have the evidence, yeah, well, yeah. but I know Florida had something to do with it. <laughs> he uh, was really just grateful to still be a comic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he was grateful just to be there. And uh, from what I heard, he treated a lot of young comics very well. And, you know, uh, if you were a comic, you were one of the crew. And uh, so. Um, Louie was the same way. Uh, he had no reason to be nice to Justin Thompson and I. And he was nice. And uh, Louie had a cartoon I grew up watching uh-huh. yeah. on Fox. And. Uh, just it was it was a moment where I was starstruck, but um, you know Louis Anderson and Bob Saget they had been on TV for many decades, and um, my roommate I didn't actually know who Louis Anderson was, and I was just like completely amazed by that. Yeah, one of his uh, one of his uh, one of his original jokes from his young comedian special. Oh God, yeah, that, uh, now that's know, going that's uh, going yeah, back. And, and I'm not if not mistaken, I think it was a. a I think it was a Rodney Dangerfield special where he yeah. got his break. Bob and Saget or, or no, Louis Anderson? Louis Anderson. Well, both yeah. of them then, because Bob Saget did also. That's was right. under the he Rodney was, Dangerfield. In fact, he was on uh, Bob Saget was on the uh, one with Sam Kinison. Mm-hmm. Bill Hicks also uh, that's right. under the Rodney Dangerfield. Uh-huh. So, uh, but one of the uh, uh, Louis Anderson jokes that has become literally part of the lexicon, and people don't realize it because people say it all the time. Mm-hmm. They don't realize it's a Louis Anderson joke mm-hmm. and it's that you know you look at uh, you look at your kid and you go are you on drugs well give me some <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like that's like I don't know how many times I've said that joke and you don't realize until you think about oh yeah that's a fucking Louis Anderson joke uh, his he uh, he told this story about the first time he was up on stage first time he did an open mic because he did it he did comedy on a dare and that's some shit you do stand-up comedy sure. on a dare. A lot of people start out. And then way. four decades later. You're just this. You know? His first joke is like, uh, I, uh, I'm i not going to keep you too long. I've got to be, I got, I'm, I'm not going to keep you too long. I'm in between meals. Just, I'm not going to keep you too long. I'm, I'm in, in between, between meals. meals. Uh, but just very. Are you on drugs? Well, give me some. 
But this is the this is the time of our lives, Chris Germany, where just our heroes yeah, are, there, are passing yeah. away. Keith Keith Richards still alive. Um, <laughs> I don't know how the fuck this is happening. I, I, because I think fucking drugs pickle you. I so. did, pass me some uh, heroin then. <laughs> and uh, we uh, did lose uh, meatloaf music icon to COVID. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, they said that. It's funny because I said it. On I'm the just news, yeah. Uh, and excuse me, um, I'm back on the beer. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, people, some people don't realize he was a he was from Dallas. Yeah, he was. You know, grew up here and went to high school here. And uh, in fact, uh, uh, the story is is that uh, it was his high school coach who first called him Meatloaf. Mm. Uh, they were he was an offensive lineman like myself. And uh, was well, let's on, make it on, about you, Chris. Was on the way to practice. <laughs> was on the on the way to practice and stepped on a coach's toe, mm. and the and the coach said, "Get off my foot, you meatloaf." And that sounds and like it, something a lame ass coach would say it, in the sixties. Exactly <laughs> and it's exactly uh, you know. Ah, get off my it. foot, meatloaf. Get off my foot, you meatloaf. Ah. <laughs> um, it's stuck, and you know so. my favorite meatloaf song. Um, I don't like Bad Out of Hell. I'm just going to say it. That's never really hit me. I think everybody has that one meatloaf song that gets them. Uh-huh. You know? You either like all of them or you like one of them. I like Paradise by the Dashboard yeah, Light. That song. is my favorite meatloaf great. song. Probably, probably, maybe, uh, other than probably Bad Out of Hell, is probably its most famous song. Paradise by the Dashboard Light, you don't realize it's eight and a half minutes long. Yeah. You know, but it is, one, it's very funny. All right, but you you kind of ignore the humor because the music yeah. in there is so fucking good. But it's a <laughs> it's about a guy who loses his virginity to his girlfriend, and then she wants to like get married and everything, and he's immediately regretting. Like he's regretting. <laughs> it's so good and built up so well. <laughs> and the last uh, one of the last lines is, uh, um, uh, "I'll be with you till the end of time." Now I'm waiting for the no, end. Of time. <laughs> and then then the melody shifts. <laughs> So now I'm waiting for the end of time. This is great. Uh, rest in peace. Also, we lost Betty White. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, we A did. couple weeks back. Uh, everyone, uh, I mean, I don't know. Everybody was just. What go- a fucking icon. Man. I know, but everybody was like sad, but I was just like, she's 99. Like, when I saw. Yeah, it's not like she wrecked her fucking Harley at fucking Bike Week. When I saw her host Saturday Night Live years back. 11 years back, to be exact, because she was like 88. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm I'm set. She's probably going to die soon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 11 years, over with. 11 years later, whatever, but still, I was I was ready for it. Oh, Dad's texting me. Haven't heard from you in a while. <laughs> I got some new conspiracies I want to lay on you, son. Um, you hear about meatloaf? You hear about meatloaf? Uh, anyway, so uh, to the, uh, I guess, to comedy... Um, Chris, you got a show on January 30th. I you want do. to tell them all about it? Uh, I've got a, a show at the Improv. Pulling out his phone. I'm pulling out my phone. Do you know who the headliner is I this do. week? Okay. It's um, this guy right here. They really got to change the names of these showcases. You can't put like someone in Friends. Uh, I've, I've never met the guy. I'm I sure know. he's very, very funny. Hey, kayfabe. Very, don't don't break kayfabe here. Very, very... Uh, he's your buddy. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> he's a good uh, Chris friend. Chris Gardner. Chris Gardner. That's right. And uh, we've got a, a great lineup. We've got Paul Varkies on the show. we got our friend Miles Francis on the show. Uh, it's just... Uh, it's it's going to be a, an incredible show. It's uh, on Sunday, next Sunday, January 30th. And it's at the Improv. If you are a friend of mine on Facebook, you can send me a message, and I will uh, try and get you some uh, comp tickets. Get the free ticks. And get the free ticks if you can. Just send me uh, a message on uh, Facebook Messenger, and I will uh, send you. I will send you some tickets, or put your name on the list, the list, the list. For uh, for uh, Sunday, January thirtieth, at the Addison Improv. God, that took 10 minutes, Chris. Um, no, Chris Gardner's a great guy. You're going to love him. He's a former uh, TCU football player. Oh, okay. Oh, my uh, kind of guy, then. Yeah, very nice guy. Very funny, man. 
that's going to be a good show. Cool. We got a, we're going to have a good crowd. We've already got a huge list of uh, folks that are coming to the show. So, so basically, hit up Chris yeah, before before the tickets are gone. Yeah, it's before sold it's out. sold out. I'm kind of jealous because, like, I need to mention my shows three fucking times now. <laughs> like, that's how. That's how no one's bought tickets. Uh, February 6th, I'm at uh, Reggie Reggie French and Friends at the Addison Improv. February 6th, hit me up for free tickets. Um, what do I have on the... Oh, February 21st, I'm in Denton at Dan Silverleaf. I totally forgot the that's fucking right, show I was on. Right, and then uh, February 25th, Oak Highlands Brewery Counting Lights Comedy Show is back with myself, Chris Germany, Danny B., Christy Nova, and headliner Jerry Wayne Longmire. That's going to be a fucking fantastic show. Tickets for that show will be available soon at oakhighlandsbrewery.com. Anyways, um, but there's not much on the comedy front other than dead comics and... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess it happens. Comedy is not as exciting as wrestling. Cause I like disagree any, with you no, on no, some no. of that. No, no, no. Because any drama that happens in comedy, we can't talk about it. Because someone will get yeah, pissed somebody's off. Somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. Someone's going to get their feelings hurt and then call their connections and blackball yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, I got one of those. I got a one, oh. one blackball. Oh. <laughs> Who? Oh. In my pants. Oh, okay. Well, I mean. Happens when you get older. The shit I see on Facebook, man, I could just, like, go off week to week. Ah, man. I really could. Some people just... You know, when it comes to these petty son of a bitches... It's not even pettiness. It's just like, hey, you're a comic. Learn how to present yourself. Yeah, learn how to fucking be funny. It's not even be funny. It's just present yourself better. Right. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah, any particular situation that we can say? <sighs> no. Ah, come on. <laughs> See, man. that's the thing. Wrestling, we could just fucking, we're about to, like, throw Bubba Ray Dudley off a fucking bridge. <laughs> but comedy, you know, we can't do that shit. Right. Because, one, we live in the same city as them. We got to see them all the time. And, and, and people don't have a thick skin. I mean, you know, guys mm-hmm. in the wrestling business, if you don't have a thick skin, they'll fucking run you out, run you out of the fucking locker room. You, know what? you see, at least with me, if someone says something about me that's true and I hear about it, it'd be like if you walked up and was like, hey, Dan, this guy said this. Well, what would he say? That you know, you kind of like overdo it sometimes before you get on stage. You get a little bit overconfident and you get cocky. I'd be like, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is a good point. I do do that shit. shit. That's how I am. That's how you hype yourself up to fucking do a set. Well, or just something negative about me, you know? If if the negative thing is true, I'll be like, okay. But like if someone was like, Uh, someone told me you're a sexist. No, I'm not a sexist. You go, no, that would be Chris. No, that'd be Chris. <laughs> I always I always point it in your direction. Send it my way, man. You can't fucking hurt my feelings. Hey, Dan, is it true you're a racist? Nope, go talk to Chris. That's uh, <laughs> that's the racist guy in the Counting Lights bunch. It's a fun show we oh, do. Oh, man, come on. Didn't I do that in Houston? I said Probably. something. Yeah, I said something over the line. I said something over the line, oh, and I was right. like, if you want we're, to cancel me, go we're, on. We were at the secret group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 we were at Rudyard's. Oh, that's right. And I said something over the line, crowd kind of moaned, Ooh. some laughed, and I was like, okay, if you want to cancel me, my Twitter is at Chris Germany. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, All right, let's get, to, let's get to wrestling. Okay. Let's get to this the shit show of a week. Where where someone does something that just makes me go, why do I still watch this shit? So, last night, Chris, okay. since nothing was on TV, you know what I checked out? Tell me. I checked out SmackDown. Oh, that's painful. You know what I did? I laid down. I laid down and fell asleep. <laughs> no, Did it make you sick? Is that you had well, to lay down? Well, one of the things I wanted to do was I wanted to watch SmackDown from beginning to end, and then after SmackDown... Oh, my God. Why would you do that to Because, yourself? okay, because Rampage is right afterwards, right? Now, I wouldn't feel like a, uh, a wrestling connoisseur, or I would feel like my opinion on this show... Is kind of illegitimate, hmm. right? If, if I didn't not actually, if I didn't watch both programs on Friday night gotcha. and compare, gotcha. okay, right. SmackDown. All right, Sami Zayn re-signed a contract. 
who's making good money. Kevin yeah. Owens, too, but Sami Zayn did. And in the Sami Zayn segment, before it started, they cut to Kid Rock in the crowd, so you know it's going to be a good Jesus, show. Jesus, what'd they pay him to be there? I, mean, I think he was just there with one of his many um, illegitimate children. <laughs> um, and he's, first of all, if... I see people on the internet and what they say about AEW and they defend WWE. If you're just like Kid Rock, if, if that's something you're into, you like something that Kid Rock likes, okay. Oh, come on. So the so, so the Sami Zayn segment, um, he has a bunch of like props. And he's talking about Johnny Knoxville from Jackass. Yeah, because uh, Johnny, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, going to be in the Rumble, Rumble, right? So he has a taser. He tases himself. There are sound effects going on in the arena like he's tased himself. Oh, this is just, it's, it's become performance art. The Jackass music hits. Johnny Knoxville comes out. It was a bleach blonde now, right? No, he's just he's oh, full really? okay. full gray because he's fucking old. Oh. <laughs> he's older than me. No, yeah, he's almost. I think he's I'm fifty. Older than you. I think he's fifty. Is he that old? He's mid forties to fifty years old. He's he's up there. Okay, he's getting old. So he's like, hey, the taser's not even turned on, and he turns it on. He's like, I'll do it for you, and he tases Sami Zayn. But then that same sound effect hits the arena, and I said to myself, "This is what Sami Zayn signed a new deal for," and it kind me kind of made me lose respect for Sami Zayn. Well, and you know, and for the product in general, mm-hmm. I know they're trying to Hollywood up. I don't know. Is that a good? Is that a good fucking example? You know what? You know what it is, man. And I said it before the podcast started. Fucking WWE. Is a live show at a theme park. You go to Six Flags, you go to Disney World, you go to Universal Studios, and you see any live show, whether it's the Indiana Jones running from the boulder. Uh, right, the, the Water World. Water World, right. the fucking Sea World with the, the tricks with the dolphins. It's all presented to you like there's a roller coaster outside. Like it's, it's very campy. It is. It's yeah. campy, fucking like live. Everybody, so everybody can get the joke. It's just a lot. It's like a live theme park show. It's mm. like when I used to go over to Six Flags and watch the Gunfighters, Batman Forever on right. stage, and it was just or the Gunfighters. Yeah, the or the fucking robotic Presidents Hall in Disney World. <laughs> it's that's what it is. It's not pro wrestling, <laughs> and I'm not saying this as like an AEW mark or a fan. I'm saying this as a 34-year-old adult who's been watching wrestling my whole life. That shit's not wrestling. And then once we get and we get to the matches, and the matches are just like uh, they're they're just as choreographed as a figure skating routine at the Olympics. You know, it's not. It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel, you know, so, authentic. So this is way I'm gonna I'm gonna equate uh, <clears throat> the modern day wrestling product. Uh, Compared to um, kind of what I grew up on. Okay. Um, which basically was, you know, the territory wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, and whether it was, uh, you know, Dusty Rhodes versus, you know, who the fuck ever. I'm going to make up a wrestling name. Uh, don't do that. No, no, no. I'm going to make one up. That's okay. And it's just going to sound like a wrestling name okay, from back in the day. Jimmy Jack Johnson. <laughs> it sounds like it, though. It sounds like it could be a name from the territory days. Uh, Carried a gator to the ring, uh, old Jimmy Jack Johnson. Well, you know, listen, I'm talking, I'm talking, let's, let's talk early, early 80s. Early 80s wrestling was, you know, you, you, all you had in your pocket was a finish. Okay. And you went out there and you created a match on the site. And the reason that we did that was because it felt real, okay? And you know the difference. Remember the old um, the old King Kong? Remember it was the stop motion? Yeah, animation. yeah, the original King Kong. And, and you know some of the old some of the uh, some of the stuff from the 80s like the uh, the Jeff uh, Jeff Bridges King Kong mm-hmm. and, and you know, 
like they used large props and you know the, the practical the effects. The King Kong hand, mm-hmm. where you know Fay Ray was in the King Kong hand, and and so the when it comes to like now now everything is digital. Yeah, and you look at it and you're like, oh my god, that looks so real, but you know that it's digital. Mm-hmm. And you know that there's no monster, there's no, the Jurassic Park uh, Velociraptors is created in a computer. Now, but back right. in the day, so, they used you, Jim st- Henson and practical. Yeah, stop motion photography. And yeah. They would actually move. It was an, an actual figure that moved, mm-hmm. and they would turn the camera I'm on. I'm sorry, Ralphie is in a sniff dick and, mode today. And hey, hey. So, um... So, digital animation looks real, but feels fake. Well, they have it now in WWE. Okay. Well, so so it, so so digital digital animation looks real, but feels fake. But um, the stop motion animation looked fake, but felt real. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So now that's why I compare. The modern day product, product, it the the athleticism is much better. The sure. athletes are much better. The training and uh, physical things that they put their body through is much better. Yeah, but it feels fake. Mm-hmm. But the old stuff from the late uh, from the late seventies and early eighties, you know, it 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 looked. It, it, it looks fake. It look, some of it looked fake, but it felt real. Felt real. Right. Yeah. And no, so, that's a good comparison. Yeah. But yeah, that's not even the worst of it. Now when someone comes out to their music and stuff, they have a big digital animation that the live crowd can't see, but you know, on television right. it looks good. Right. So like Roman Reigns comes out, and there's this big digital Roman Reigns doing the po and it's just like, what the fuck is this? Like, can we... If you're a kid, I totally get why you would be down with that shit. Right. But if you are me and you are a single 34-year-old male, something is wrong with you. Something happened in your childhood where WWE is entertaining. And, That's and, <laughs> Well, listen, yeah, I, I actually turned on Raw for uh, a segment. Okay. I turned it on and was preparing to go to work. Okay. And uh, and watched it, and it was a... Um, you know, a, a segment where uh, uh, Kevin Owens and who's champion now? Um, it was Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns and 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 they're, but they they are doing a segment in the ring. Uh, you know, an interview segment in the ring, and it just seemed like they were fucking phoning it in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it just didn't like. I see Roman Reigns, and it just like to me, it just like he he do, he's not impressive. Like there's nothing impressive about him. It, it just it just man, if that's what you're thinking of Roman Reigns now, you should have seen him years ago when everyone thought that. I just I just like I'm, you're you can't just I'm not buying it. You're not selling it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's just. Like you said, it looks like it's a campy theme park fucking uh, performance. Yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. And you know what? I think that I think I think I know what the problem is. See, back when I loved wrestling, specifically WWE or F at the time, is what it was called. The right everything was done much better because there was another company on the other just on the other channel just waiting. Waiting for them to fuck up, waiting for them to go out of business. There was a threat. Right. Now AEW is not a threat. Competitor, yeah, but not a threat, right? So WWE has this confidence about themselves, where it's just business as usual. Poop out a script. We'll put this on on Monday. What we're selling, you must buy. Yes, like it or fucking, we'll make you like it. Type of yeah. thing. Well, and and. You know, if that's if you enjoy it, cool. But if you want an actual wrestling show, now then came Rampage. Now Rampage wasn't perfect, right? But it was fucking wrestling. Started off with John Moxley and his return match, really good match. Moxley's lost like thirty pounds. 
Um, in terrific shape. Dropping. Eh, he needs to. He had. He did, but he he does look great. He does look great. He needs to hit the gym because of all the weight he lost in a short right. amount of time. You know how you get that a little loose. deflated. Yeah, a little yeah. bit deflated. Right. Just, but you know what? Good for him. Alcohol uh, free for three months. Absolutely good for him. That's. Ins- I mean, I wonder what that's like. <sighs> let me tell you, man. <laughs> First of all, okay, so I'll go through my experience. When I had dropped all the alcohol weight. I thought I had cancer or something. I was just like, I think I have cancer in my stomach or something. How am I losing so much weight so fast? And like, when I looked in the mirror, I was just like, man, I'm way too skinny. This is something's messed up. Blah blah blah. No, it turns out when you just when you stop drinking alcohol, like you just your bloatedness goes away. It's not necessarily you change your diet. Just when you stop drinking alcohol. Well, it's, uh, you know, it, it becomes uh, when you're, uh, uh, speaking from experience, <laughs> when you're... Uh, when but you, you haven't stopped. <laughs> right, that's exactly. I'm telling you, look, so what I'm, I'm saying... I'm saying it becomes... Okay. It's, it's like a balloon, right? And you, and you pump air into the balloon, the balloon inflates, right? So you don't inflate it anymore. You wake up the next day, a little bit of air has gone down, gotcha. and you keep pumping that's that a, balloon full example. of air. It's like alcohol. Gotcha. You get bloated face because every day you're drinking. Right. You know, stop drinking, that bloatedness just goes away. No diet is necessary. Sure. All you need to do is stop drinking, and right. you'll be surprised. Now, I didn't lose, I don't think I lost like 30 pounds. I well, lost because you couldn't. I lost like 10 or 15 yeah, pounds. Yeah. I don't know how he lost 30. It must have been a huge alcohol problem. Well, well no, with muscle. No, and, he's a big guy. I guess, know? yeah, I mean, he's a big know, guy. But I thought five I... Five foot nothing. And okay, chill, chill. I have feelings. Four pounds. The feelings are still there, sir. Um... No, I just, I thought I had cancer or something. I was just like, why am I losing this weight? Blah, blah, blah. But he looked good. Is that where the neurosis started? I guess. Um, but yeah, no, I stopped drinking. All my anxieties came back. Yeah, you're back. like, oh, wow, fucking feelings. Um, and so then we had a canceled or a retuned match. Uh, we were supposed to have a Wrestle Kingdom rematch between Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta versus the Young Bucks. Rocky Romero came out on Twitter, said he had COVID, so they changed it to a singles match. Boom, amazing singles match. And then they main evented with some newbies. The TBS champion, okay. Jade Cargill. Who is an impressive specimen, you know, if you've ever seen her. Uh, and then Anna J from the Dark Order. Amazing little title match that they had. Oh, female wrestlers. Female wrestlers. Uh. Main eventing Rampage. Okay, stop it. Stop it. Chris. 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 Just for that, I'm showing you the match after the podcast. <laughs> and you, my, you're going to sit down. my personal opinion. No, but that, it was fucking good. It was really fucking good. All their women's matches are fucking good. They really are. And you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Jesus. Just in general. But anyway, the major difference was it was like less segments, more wrestling. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Yeah, when you're comparing them back to back, I'm sure that you can really see the difference in the two products. Production-wise, WWE uh, production is like it's it's not even a wrestling show anymore. Like what's what's been showing to me is like this is not a wrestling show. This is a superstar spectacular. Right. You know these names. You've seen these people, and now watch them talk on a microphone for a fucking hour. That's the, and that's what got me in the segment with uh, Kevin Owens mm-hmm. and uh, Roman Reigns. And then AEW's production is just like, hey, here's some good fucking wrestling. And then, boom, it was good fucking wrestling. It just, uh, it seemed forced to me. Oh, yeah, it's forced. Yeah. It's, ab- it's absolutely forced. Not forced as in, for- it's, here's the thing, it, it's not forced for your approval. It, uh, it just, it felt, it felt fake. It's like when you're a baby and your mom is just trying to feed you fucking broccoli. She doesn't fucking care if you don't like broccoli. Yeah. She's fucking just putting it in your fucking. I like broccoli. I mean, but it's just, you're ruining my comparisons. Um, but now let's get to Bubba Ray Dudley and throw him under yeah, the fucking so, table. Uh, so you were explaining to me before we uh, started the podcast that... Uh, so Dynamite Wednesday. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll give you the full story. Dynamite Wednesday. Moxley's return. Announced that morning. Moxley was going to 
return. After three months. After three months of alcohol recovery and and sobering up, all that shit. Um, He comes out, big pop, walks through the crowd, big pop, gets in the ring. The guy heckled him. Uh, Moxley told him to go fuck himself right there on TBS. I don't agree with that. Just don't. Did you actually hear it? or they Oh, yeah. No, it was not bleeped. So that's the thing about AEW. There's no, like, live on a delay. It is just literally... I've been there. It is live. It is live <laughs> as fuck. Here, okay? is what it's, here is what makes that so um, attractive to me is... You, know, you like the word fuck. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I use I use it like a, like, and a, like a sharp sword. You like it when marks get put in their place. I do. I do. Yeah. I do like that. <laughs> yeah. that happened in like the it was the first ten seconds of the promo. Here's what it feels like: real emotions. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's not been practiced. <laughs> it was not. No, it was it not is, at all. It is the emotion. It it. You know it. You know it's not real, but it feels real. It, no, you know it what was, I'm saying? It was like, a very it's real that, thing. It's that emotion that we created back in the you know in the olden days of those fucking old motherfuckers. I'm, I'm gonna have to show you because I I feel like you're I'm like you're uh, over. Well, I like you're, that. I like, mean, but <laughs> it's way more simple than what you're thinking. It was Moxley was trying to talk. Someone in the crowd was being an asshole. And apparently, what you told me is the guy had a voice. Like the guy was really hearing. loud. Yeah. The crowd was quiet because they wanted to hear what Moxley had to say. He'd been gone for three months. And, and this, this guy echo, this echo guy's yells out, someone get the garbage truck and get this trash out of the ring. And Moxley went, you know what, man, go fuck yourself. Someone get that guy out of here, piece of shit. <laughs> so, yeah, so that happened. He cuts this promo about demons and overcoming demons and showing the world who you are. It was this big inspirational thing. Here's what's great, and I know the feeling... When somebody uh, puts you in your place and you're the center of attention. I mean, that's just my stand-up. <laughs> Honestly, what happened in the first five seconds of his, that's just my stand-up every joke. Uh, it As a pro wrestler, I've been in the ring, and there's been somebody who's just a little quicker than me on the mic. Mm-hmm. And they had a voice, and you can, and you stand there, and you're like, here's what happens is that you have things that you had uh prepared to say and then that happens and just like when you're in, doing stand up and you get heckled it some of it fucking just goes out the window now in in wrestling do you have to i mean if someone heckles you during a promo all right in wrestling it's do you have to it's different in my day than now well so. but i mean i mean i i, I it's still the same social sure, it's still the same situation social situation do you have to get the crowd on your side to go at? Actually, Moxley didn't even need to. Of course, Moxley had been gone for three months, and everyone was excited to see him back. So Moxley had the crowd on his side the moment yeah, his music hit. He probably did the the right thing for a televised event. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Because and the- I think you get one fuck uh, on cable television. Okay. You're allowed one okay. fuck, <laughs> which is the well set me up. <laughs> Someone call Chris. <laughs> I know. I get think my fuck in. That's the that's the rule on cable television. Um, but no. It, so let's go back to when you were a wrestler and someone heckled you. Okay. Like. Um, okay, and you don't have the benefit of being gone for three months because you were getting yourself sure. better, or whatever. You're just in the ring. So I had pocket responses. Okay. And you know, I've not been I've not been in a real situation as far as having a heckler that where I needed to keep some pocket responses. I know eventually it's going to happen. Yeah, as a comic, but as a pro wrestler, I would have pocket responses that I kept in my pocket and I used them sparingly and in situations like that. Okay. So yeah, your mother's gay. You know, <laughs> I go, Letty, I don't know, where were they, what city were they in? Do you remember? D.C. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Washington, D.C., uh, uh, the president of the Washington, D.C. Mensa Society. Oh, shit. You okay. Know what I'm saying? Well, actually, I think in you wrestling, go, the crowd's you, just automatically you, on your side. You might as well, yeah. You might as well shut up, because uh, if brains were dynamite, son, you wouldn't have enough to blow your nose. Yeah, that, okay. That, kind of shit, that would be saying? popular in your right, day. right. 
Like uh, now, I'm hearing it and yeah. imagining it in 2020. Yo, somebody, hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, somebody make this guy give back that extra chromosome he's carrying around. Yeah, I want to boo you right yeah, now. So. Like I'm, I'm siding with the heckler at this point, Chris. <laughs> no, but I think the crowd's. Just, but usually, I was a heel too. Yeah, so that's another big difference. And but he's I a think, baby face, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. You know, usually I had heel responses for that kind of shit. I mean, okay. And so if it's going to make the whole crowd turn against me, I don't care. See, that's what's different in comedy. And I'm kind of mad at comedy about this. I'm kind of mad at crowds. Because the fact that I have to, like, like someone heckles me, but I can't be a total dickhead. Right. I can't be a total asshole. Or else the crowd's going to turn on me. The fucking nerve yeah, of the crowd. You kiss your mother with that mouth? I'll kiss my ass if you think I should just be polite at first. Because, like, okay, someone heckles me. I'm like, hey, shut the fuck up, you fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. And then there are members of the crowd that's just like, oh, that's too far. Yeah. Fuck you. He's interrupting my show. Yeah, I remember my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> I have said that before. Yeah. But I'm just, I don't know. That's the difference between the wrestling crowd and the, also with the wrestling crowd, you know, if a heel is getting heckled, that's part of the show. But if a baby face gets heckled, you know, they're automatically with the baby so face. So did it happen like immediately when he got on the microphone? Yeah. Oh, oh so, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. So here, here's uh you know, here is a uh, little bit of a trick that you can turn a crowd when it comes to wrestling, you know, and he's a baby face and, uh, um, you know, it could have easily, it completely ignored it and gone, you know, gone a direction like, uh, well, see, here's the you thing, know, you know, the whole, uh, how are you bad motherfuckers in Washington, DC? Sure. And that sure. Kind of stuff and get a fucking pop out of the I'm crowd, sure you know? he would have ignored it but, had it been just a few words. This was a long sentence. Okay. Somebody Th- get took a trash a- truck and get this piece of. Yeah, Garbage and when up. you're yelling that out, it's not like you're talking it fast. Right. So that went on for four or five seconds. Um, that went on for like this guy went on for four or five seconds. Just this guy, this voice. Did he? Did he? Did he have a comeback for him? No, the- because Moxley was like, "Get that guy out of here! Fuck, go fuck yourself! Get that guy out of here, piece of shit!" And then just went on to his. Promo. Uh, listen, uh, the the guy in the crowd sounds like he got over on him, and it, he could have easily been the focus of the that entire. If he would have yeah. just doubled down, uh, like he probably had, like that was probably that fan's pocket response. No, no, no. you know what I'm saying. In my head, I kind of wish it was just like a first timer who had no context of why Moxley was coming out, right. and he was just like, "This is what you do in wrestling. You yell at the wrestlers." Right. Oh yeah, I know what to do. Oh yeah, yeah he's yeah. a piece of with his friend who is you a wrestler. Smell man. like doo doo. Yeah, get the garbage truck. This guy's a piece of trash. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah, like he's with his. That's kind of old school. Like oh, he's shit. he's with his friend who is a wrestling fan, and the friend's just trying to. No, Donnie, no, don't no, no, do. No, 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 no. I'm being make, one of yeah, you. Yeah, the, the, you told me to have a good time, like, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> like that like that comedy fan that goes, I'm making the show better. I'm making the show better, Frank. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Now, I don't know if the and guy. Then, and then they want to stop the manager on their way out and ask him to pay him because they're yeah. making the show better. Oh, I saw that happen to uh, Carl LeBeau. <laughs> I fucking saw that happen. In uh, Arlington. Sam Kennison's best friend. Yeah, I saw that happen to him. When I was working at Hyenas Arlington, um, just as an employee, um, we had Carl LaBeouf, and there was like a, a heckler, and Carl LaBeouf went at him, something about Whataburger, and they went back and forth on Whataburger. Carl made him look like an idiot, uh, but the guy was cool, calmed down, show finishes, and this guy, this guy walked up to Carl LaBeouf, and gave him his business card and said, we should do that on the road. It's the, it's the most fucking cringiest. <laughs> it's the most clueless. No, and just watching it, dude, clueless it's the most. fucking fans. It's the most awkward, cringiest fucking thing <laughs> I've ever seen. But anyways, so Moxley finishes his promo despite that. Don't know if the guy was actually thrown out, but I take it if one of the wrestlers says, more get that likely, guy out of yeah, here. More than likely. Then Bubba Ray Dudley does his fucking podcast. Um, I think it's called. Is it busted open? I don't know. I don't know. What I think that's it. We don't. Uh, we don't fucking listen. Is it a podcast or is it on like Sirius XM or something? Yeah, like it's that? on Sirius XM. It's a podcast. Yeah. 
but we don't we don't listen to other yeah, people's we podcasts. We call those radio shows. We used to call those radio shows. Now they're uh, all okay. podcasts. Let's just call it a radio show. Um, Bubba Ray Dudley says he thought the promo was great, but he thought Moxley should apologize to the fans for his absence for the past three months and thinks he should apologize, which uh, is stupid. It's the most goddamn stupid thing, opinion. Uh, okay, so... Don't you side with him. No, 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 no. Uh, this is... I'm no, going to get I, some water. Oh, I, I definitely... No, I want your opinion on this. I'm listening. Okay. Um, so, my thought is, as... Now, like, Bubba Ray Dudley, in general, is kind of a... Um, student of the wrestling business in general. Um, I think he uh, was one of those guys that absorbed all the information that he learned as a, a young performer and that, you know, he was around guys like Paul Heyman and then uh, when entering the WWE, he was around guys like uh, uh, uh uh, you know Vince McMahon and the all the creative people in the Attitude Era, and I think he learned a shit ton from being around those people. Sure, uh, in, in in osmosis in general. Uh, but I don't think any of those people taught him that. I just think that was his stupid fucking opinion. So, well, I think maybe possibly, and and. I want to hear what your thoughts are on this. Well, I think maybe what he's saying is that as a baby face, that if Moxley would have come out and, uh, you know, he was taking three months off to focus on himself and... Well, to, 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 to quit alcoholism. Sure. To, to and that's, start that's that a very, battle. very difficult thing. Any addiction yeah. is very, very difficult to... Uh, yeah. Control and to take time to. But Bubba's focus point, on. Bubba's point was like anybody who bought tickets to see John Moxley should be apologized to. Now that would now his point, his opinion would have water had Moxley not announced anything and just disappeared sure. for three months. So here's my here's what maybe I'm thinking that Bubba was trying to get across. If he would have come out and first of all just said, you know what. Um, I had to go do this, but I'm sorry I let you fans down as a baby face. Like, that's a real, like, redemption story. Gotcha. And everybody loves a fucking story of redemption. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, I'm saying but just I to have get a, the fans on the side, it would have been a great way. To, and a, it would have squashed that kind of that kind of shit from the crowd. Well, one, that... that the guy who heckled Moxley didn't even give him a chance to, sure. even if he wanted to apologize. Like but it was right off the take, fucking bat. We're going to take, yeah, it was, it was. He, I mean, I think Moxley got This guy in, had the upper hand on Moxley. Moxley got in two words and, okay. So I'm going to explain a different situation where an apology wasn't needed, but it was nice. And then I'm going to explain why Moxley doesn't need to apologize when we put into that situation. When CM Punk came back, he did apologize because he was gone for seven years. Sure. He wasn't gone for seven years because he was an addict of anything. He was gone for seven years because his employers he pissed him the to, fuck off. He chose to walk away from the business yeah. and he had a sour taste in his mouth. See, so an apology right there. I mean, <clears throat> even in Punk's promo, had he not apologized, I wouldn't have thought anything of it, but he did. That type sure. of situation... Sure, an apology. Cool. If he didn't apologize and Bubba yeah, Ray Dudley a, came in and said something, okay. Real baby face move. Okay. Yeah. But with John Moxley, you know, he tweeted, there was obviously a, a situation that fucking went down where Moxley had to go, oh, fuck, I need to drop everything I'm doing and get off booze. Yeah, the discussion that we had prior to the podcast was that he maybe possibly actually hit a rock bottom. He did. There was some situation. You're assuming that. We, we don't assuming. know any, any well, stories. Well, no, but, but you. Yeah. Right. everyone has a different rock bottom. Right, sure. I'm, I'm not saying Moxley got fucking drunk and fought the whole city of New Orleans or anything. Yeah. I'm not, right. you know. But there was obviously a situation where Moxley woke up and said, I got to stop everything that yeah, I'm doing. You know, just, pee, you know, for some people, peeing your pants when you're drunk is a fucking rock bottom. That was not for me. And, it uh, was not <laughs> shit. I quit drinking that every was time my, I peed my pants. That was my trademark before I said goodbye, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> um, 
No, uh, uh, so that was just a little bump in the road for old Dan. Oh, what is it? Nine thirty? Okay. Uh, I'm pissed. <laughs> Dan leans over to the people that he's with and goes, "You know, I haven't pissed my pants yet. I haven't pissed my pants yet. You can't leave." Um, no, so so that situation, so Moxley's situation is way different than CM Punk's. Moxley tweeted about it, and keep in mind, Moxley doesn't really tweet that much, you know. So for him gotcha. to to fold and be like, "Okay, I'm going to tweet this to everybody. I'm going to go get some help." There's no apology needed there. Sure. There's no apology needed because it's it's like, I hey, guys, I saying. have a disease that I got to go fight. And, and I don't think, uh, you know, what you're telling me, and you heard it, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if, 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 if Bubba Ray was trying to explain the best way to get over with the crowd, maybe that's a good angle, but... Obviously, that you're, what you're telling me is that's probably not what he was saying. No, he, he was, was saying he was saying it in a sense. He actually, as, I would have liked an apology. You know, it, in, his York, Ray, in, in his New York, in his New York accent. I'm terrible with accents, but you know, in that New York accent, sure. that very that, like smug New York right. accent, and that's what he was talking. He wasn't talking about getting over with the crowd because Moxley was over, except for that one guy. Moxley was over. Okay, <laughs> everybody was losing their ass. He had to ask somebody to take him out. <laughs> Everybody was over. He, right. he was okay. over. Cool. It, it was more of like a... So did he get a pop out of the crowd after the promo? Or yeah. Yeah, no. Everybody was just losing their shit. Moxley's, Moxley's yeah. back, right? Right. In Rampage, Rampage, he wins the match. He exits the crowd. And who's meeting him right there at the little... Uh, uh, the little exit. The yeah. exit okay. of the crowd. Huh. Brian Danielson. So now they're teasing Brian Danielson okay. versus Moxley. Fuck yes. Oh, they're like Absolutely. squaring off. Again. Oh, yeah. We're going to square them off, but under, not under a WWE road agent's sure. fucking they're, mind. They're not holding them back yeah. to do what they want to do. Right? Bubba Ray Dudley, my favorite response to Bubba Ray Dudley's opinion was uh, was Paige, former WWE superstar Paige. She, she said, hey, guys, just everyone, FYI, if you ever want to leave and better yourself, make sure you apologize to Bubba Ray Dudley no first. <laughs> but yeah, fuck that opinion. Well, that's, that's, fuck I that mean, opinion. that's shitty. I mean, did I have to apologize? When I decided to get sober, do you think I had to get on Facebook and apologize to any potential audience member that was no, going to come to my show? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. What step was that? What? <laughs> The eighth step is where I call... Okay, so had Moxley... Making amends, right? Had Moxley hurt any fans... Gotcha, I understand. On the, uh, like, personally, because of his drunkenness, mm. that's the eighth step. Mm. But the eighth step is not apologize to anybody who might have bought a ticket to, expecting right, to right, see you. Because right, if, if they were expecting to see Moxley at any time during the three months, they're fucking idiots because it was on the he fucking He already news. let everybody know. Exactly. He's taking time off. Exactly. I think Bubba Ray Dudley is trying to do these fucking shock jock fucking hot take opinions to get more listeners. You're probably right. Which, if that's what we're doing now in wrestling media, fuck all that. Now, I know I say some crazy shit, but I back up everything I say. Well, and, you know... I'm 100% genuine. we all have some fucking fucked up opinions. You're 100% with everything you you say, you know? We don't try to... Like, we don't get together before the show. I would say 100%. (laughs) Well, we don't get together before the show and say, hey, here's what I'm going to say that's going to get fucking people riled up. You know what I mean? yeah, Yeah, just let everybody know... We sit down. We talk about stuff in general. How's it? How was your week? We save it for the stage. But we <laughs> we turn we turn these fucking microphones on, knowing no direction, and you know we not, have no format for this motherfucker. Yeah, what do you think we are some kind of fucking professionals? We pet my dog and we talk. Right. That's what we fucking do. But we don't. You know. We don't go, oh, you know, I'm going to say something about Owen Hart's yeah, yeah, or anything right. like that. Yeah, we, if we have an opinion, it's definitely our opinion off the top of our heads. So, so, but I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what Bubba. This is why I like Devon better. You know, this is what, <laughs> this is why I like Devon. Devon's a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, also, Sting went through a table on on Sting jumped off the stage through a table on Dynamite at 63 mm. years old. You have no excuse. You, you're going to wrestle another yeah, match. Yeah, uh, uh, I just, 
here's the difference. Steve <laughs> has the time and the want to to fucking go to the gym and still be in shape. And I have you. Moved. You're still in shape. No, yeah, round is a shape. You're I mean, it's a, it's a, it, <laughs> just it's it's a I, good I'm, round. I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not unhealthy. I'm just unfit. You can do one more match if Sting I, can I, fucking. I could, but honestly, I would have to dedicate time. We have to labor. I I have no fucking time between. A regular fucking job that I work 12 hours of fucking... <laughs> we have till April. But 12 hours of fucking day, how, how comedy shows, this? and fucking... And how about this? How being about a this? dad, it's fucking hard. How about... I mean, the dad part, you can just phone that in. Yeah. He's old enough now. Yeah. Um, how about Tell this? my therapist. Because I need to work out, too. I need to get in shape, especially if I'm going to super kick somebody in April, Okay. You need to have a match in April. This is how we promote the podcast. Oh, it's not going to happen. So let's start doing our podcast at the gym. Let's like make these episodes where we go to the gym. Listen, once a week is not going to do anybody any good. It'll, it'll, it'll tone us up a little bit. We can, tone, we, can t- <laughs> we can tone up a little bit. We can get in the gym, start working yeah, out. Yeah, I was noticing, Dan, you need to tone up a little bit. Yeah, dude, I'm getting this gut because of fucking tacos. You're, get, you're getting this gut because you're fucking in your late 30s. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we were friends. It just It's progression, Dan. I'm sorry. I hate to fucking break we it to need, you. But we need to be progressive. We need to start working out. Mm-hmm. What, if I, what if I said this? April, two months from now, quit drinking beer. Slim down some. God damn, what do you want? You, you, I want, you want me to shoot up a McDonald's? I want one more. Want I want what more. I want I want one more cutthroat Chris Germany match. That's what I want. Well, that makes one, and then there's the rest of the world. What if, what if, since I can do this now with a podcast, I can make a poll. Would you want to see Chris Germany wrestle one more time? Yes, no. I can make a poll. Tell you this: if you get more than one response from a poll, oh, don't, don't, don't make me. I will go ape shit on this episode and make people do it. If you can get, if you can get, fucking Chris, I have. If you can get double digits on a poll, I will. uh, What am I, a stripper? Hello. No, you can't even touch your toes, Dan. I can touch my toes. I haven't tried, but I'm sure I can. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it now. I'm not. Don't look at me like I'm gonna just start trying. I'm not doing that shit. When I have, if there's an important moment where I, if if someone came up to me with a gun, and was like, "Touch your toes, or I'm shooting you in the head." That's when I would legitimately. <laughs> Touch my toes. I can touch my toes. <laughs> Dan goes, can we discuss this? But let's discuss. <laughs> well, we're out of shit, so I don't know. We're out of shit to touch, talk about. Hey, touch your toes. No. Hold on. Can we discuss this? Uh, if you're listening right now, uh, there is a poll. I think it's on Spotify. There is a poll right now. Should Chris Germany wrestle another match? You don't have to email us. You just have to answer that poll. If Where's you see. I think on, it's on Spotify. I don't know. Anchor's new. Anchor's really new to me. So if you see a poll under this episode with the question, should Chris Germany wrestle another match? How old are you, Chris? I will be uh, I will be f- I will be 54 February 21st. Okay, so Chris is going to be 54. Okay, now don't let that sway you from hitting no, because I want to point out that Sting at 60 fucking something yeah. went through a fucking table the other night. Flying off the stage, Chris Germany can wrestle one more match. How would your How would Bridget uh, uh, like that? She'd think I was stupid. I'm sure. Really? She wouldn't be like 100 back, like behind, like, "Oh, you're gonna do what you love again." Fuck no. Well, how did she respond when you were wrestling? When you first got together and you were wrestling? Well, I was in pretty good condition then. I was, yeah, yeah. Uh, was, was she coming out to matches? I was pretty. I was. I was incredibly sexy and. So she was no, uh, like as far as like even you were my, fishing right there. You wanted me to. You wanted me no, to I'm, fucking say, was, yeah, you were pretty good looking. I was pretty fucking sexy. Okay, um, but uh, it was uh, I, I, not even my son. My son has maybe seen me wrestle twice when he was little. 
Yeah, when he was younger. He yeah. saw you give that DDT. Uh, yeah, that and that last... and that, uh, that got a big pop. That was dope. All his friends that was ex- exactly. Wouldn't come on, man. A uh, match. I don't know. A match is a match. Bro. A match is a match. But like him and his friends fucking loved that okay, DDT. Yeah. We don't even have to make it a long match, Chris. We can put you against fucking Mr. Wobble or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I hate Mr. Wobble. I don't hate him. <laughs> As He's a person, just the first person that comes to your mind. I just, I, it's just like you know, it's just a gimmick that I don't get. It's just, it's just like, it's a simple dance move to me. I don't, I don't. Uh, just you and Mister Wobble, all right? He does that little dance. You DDT him one, two, three. That's all I'm asking for. I maybe super kick him. I don't know. I'm hoping if I call out Mister Wobble enough, I can't imagine actually even having to lace my boots up. At Who says you need to wear boots, Chris? Just jeans and a fucking t-shirt. I don't give a shit. Oh, Dan. Lace your boots up. Wear fucking put on a pair of New Balances for all I give a shit. Go to the poll. I'm going to make this poll for this episode. Yeah, I'm going to. All right. And and then I'm going to fucking private. Put it up on Facebook. I don't give a shit. I'm going to private message Nigel. I'm going to get him to get the word out. (laughs) I'll do it, motherfucker. Let's see. Well, who would you? Okay, okay. Let's just say, if you had to do one more match, listen. Let's let's not let's not put the cart before the horse. I'm just I'm just I'm just throwing out questions, man. Right. It's, it's like Fox News. I'm just asking questions. Okay, <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just asking questions. Right. Who would you want your opponent? Realistically, who do you think you could go with in a one-on-one situation in a match where you think well, I yeah, could hold my own? You could hold your own and be a good match. Joe Biden. Joe, no, no. Someone like here locally or... Listen, you asked them. No, nothing that's against the fucking FBI laws uh, or anything. Um, Not Nothing that's a federal offense. Uh, okay. Uh, Louis Anderson. Stop it. He's dead. I'm just, uh, just a local just a local wrestler. I have no clue. Maybe somebody from your day that still I wrestles. I have no clue. All right, well, uh, it's just, get ready to face Big Fitz. <laughs> no, man, I have to shoot on Big Fitz. You have to shoot. I would have to shoot on You'd have to shoot on him? Yeah. He's a nice guy. You, you don't have to, like, shoot on him. You can just let him know before the match, hey, I'm 50-something, ch- chill out. I just you know? have to grab his knee and hold on, that you can motherfucker. Add. See, here's what I'm scared of. Maybe, maybe ha- you being in a match is not a good idea. Yeah. Because you don't give a shit about professionalism anymore. Not a, no. If someone, someone, no. someone stiffs you, you're just yeah, going to just, just start... Yeah. Hitting somebody in the balls. Yeah, it's like, uh, turns into a real life it's like thing. like when you back a dog into a corner. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to do this. <laughs> this was a stupid idea Danzy made up, and then he got a pole. You stumble into a fucking raccoon in your trash can. Oh, I just want to. I just want to do this even more now. I just want to do this even more now. Um, but uh, Oak Island's Brewery, we're having another ap- uh, a wrestling show in April. Yeah, Will- I'm trying to I'm trying to finalize a date. Uh, you know, uh, uh, per uh, prior engagements and WrestleMania weekend. WrestleMania weekend. Uh, WrestleMania weekend is actually the weekend before, so we will be the last. Special show. So we're gonna we'll, we'll try and I think um, I'm, I'm I think right now I'm shooting for maybe the thirtieth. Okay. So okay thirtieth of uh, April if it works out with uh, you know I don't, I don't want to step on any, on uh, well, any uh, of the other promotions. WrestleMania weekend is the, the second first, second and yes, third. Yeah, right. So, April thirtieth, way late. If you want to do it on thirtieth, I'm just I'm trying. Hey man, to, it I'm is trying, your yeah. it's your comeback match. You know, Shut it is up, your. Man. So, yeah, we have an Oak Island's Brew Wrestling Show. You might see Chris Russell. Who knows? Maybe not. You'll definitely see me give a super kick to somebody. I don't care if it's somebody in the Dude, crowd. if you could get your foot over your head. Bro, I can do it. I've been practicing. All right? I've been watching, <laughs> I've been watching the best the super. the most pathetic bro, thing I've ever bro, heard in my entire bro, life. Bro, I've been watching the best super kickers, okay? We're talking the Young Bucks. We're talking Shawn Michaels, Okay. Uh uh, uh 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 Glenn Gilberty, my dude. Been watching, <laughs> been watching Glenn Gilbert. I've been watching some super kicks, okay? okay. And I've been practicing in my room, all right, with all right. my wife in tears, okay? <laughs> all right. 
if I don't get to, I'm going to super kick somebody. It could be a sound guy, could be an audience member. There might be a fight. Cops might get called. Okay, Mr. Wobble uh, is going to have to change out of his outfit and get into his uniform. Okay, because I'm going to super kick somebody. Um, and don't forget, January 30th, Chris is going to be performing at Chris Gardner at Friends out at the Addison Improv. And February 6th, I will be uh, performing on the Reggie French and Friends show at the Addison Improv. And don't forget, the Oak Highlands Brewery Counting Lights Comedy Show returns February 25th. <clears throat> with, Huge headliner. With Jerry Wayne Longmire of the Whiskey Brothers, Danny Balda, Christy Nova, myself, and Chris Germany. It's going to be really fun. And again, thank you for our new listeners on Anchor, Radio Public, CastBox, and a big thank you to our regular listeners on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. Give us a follow on Twitter at Counting underscore Lights. Uh, give us a like and follow on Facebook, facebook.com slash Counting Lights Podcast. And if you are a booker, promoter, and you want us at one of your wrestling shows to do an episode, send us an email at countinglightspodcast at gmail.com. This is the Counting Lights Podcast. He's Chris Germany. That's Dan Danzy. And this is the Counting Lights Podcast where comedy and wrestling lock up.